0: You need to say, I'm I'm going to do whatever it takes to make it work. I'm going to burn whatever bridge I need to burn to get there. Hi, this is Shlomo Sosa, the host of the Teenage Impact Podcast. I'm here to inspire you to overcome any struggle in life so you can make an impact. The Teenage Impact Podcast is where people share their stories on how they overcame their teen struggles and tips for you on how you can overcome yours. If you haven't done so, and if you're tuning in from the Apple Podcast, and you're tuning in for the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh time, if you've listened to multiple episodes and you're on Apple Podcast. Please, please, please rate and review the Teenage Impact podcast because it's going to rank higher in the podcast list, which I can impact more teenagers. If you know any teens, your friends, your family members, your classmates who are going through some type of struggle or in this funk and you want to provide them some motivation, share the Teenage Impact with them because it is the best brand out there for teens to listen to, to consume motivational content, because I touch base on every struggle that you can think of. This podcast episode is going to be for you if you feel like you're always losing in life. You are 15, 16, 17 years old, and you feel like you've never had a first place trophy. You have no talents. You see your friends, Good at singing, at dancing, having good grades, athletic, impressing the teacher, impressing the family. You feel like everyone else is moving ahead and has some kind of talent and always winning in life. But you, on the other hand, feel like this loser, feel like you've never won in life. You don't have good grades, you don't have a specific talent that God gifted you with. This podcast episode is for you. Let me tell you a story about my life. Growing up, I wasn't athletic. In fact, every time my neighborhood kids or at school would play football, would play baseball, would play kickball, would play basketball, I always got chosen last. The only time I didn't get chosen last is when there was someone else who sucked just as bad as me. So I was always known as this unathletic guy. In ninth grade, the only reason why I picked up cross country and track is because I sucked at football and I sucked in basketball. I didn't have the height. I didn't have the weight. And I didn't even believe in myself to do well. So I picked up running. And even running, I was the slowest one on the team. I'm sorry. I was the second slowest one on the team. When we had our varsity district race, where only the top seven fastest people on the team ran and we only had nine boys on the team and I was the eighth fastest the seventh one didn't show up to the district so I had to run everyone who was watching the cross country race clapped for me and gave me a standing ovation when I finished the line why did they give me a standing ovation because I was dead last place i wasn't just last place by like 2 seconds i was last place by minutes people waiting to go home but they didn't want to leave because they were waiting for me to finish the race and same thing happened in one of the first races in track and field I was slow I improved over the years but I never received this first place trophy and I was never the best one on the team I wasn't athletic I was never funny in fact, every time we had group gatherings and I shared my story, people never laughed at my jokes. In fact, they laughed at me for trying to tell jokes. So I never even went ahead and gave any jokes when I was in high school. When I was in elementary, middle school, and high school, when we had to take the, uh, the state standardized test, always did well in math because my mom always practiced with me, but in reading and writing, I always failed reading I failed, but always when it was time for me to pass, I always got bad passing grades, which means the two the there was a failing two and a passing two when it was time for me to um wear a counting whether I passed or failed the grade, I always got the passing twos, and five was a maximum. for writing. I always got two uh, for writing, I always got two threes. And towards high school, I think I got started, started to get forced. But I was never good in reading. I was never good in writing. I was never good in science. I got good grades. That's because I did all my homework. But when it came to the actual test, I never did well in exams. So I never did well in exams. I never did well in sports. I Out of my group, I never had a girlfriend or no girls liked me. I never told funny jokes. I've always been the underdog. I've never had held any leadership positions except for senior year in high school. The only time I got a leadership position, I was the vice president for the beta club. And that's because only four people joined the club when there was no one in the club and we had to decide who would have what leadership position. So I was a vice president When I joined the fraternity in college, I was always this guy who did the the behind-the-scenes work. Freshman year when I joined, no one believed in me. I went for two positions that mean a lot to me. I lost those two positions. I always did the the behind-the-scenes work, and every time we would have formal, I would never receive any awards. I got used to failing. I failed every single time. The so one thing I was good at was hard work and perseverance. When I graduated college, I was 23 years old. You know, I kind of didn't really believe in myself because I always thought to myself, I didn't have good enough grades in college to get a corporate job. I was so used to losing in sports, in organizations in school. I was lost in everything. When I was 23, my confidence was uh, higher than what it was in high school, but still pretty low. I took a, I joined uh, two organizations, Toastmasters, which is a public speaking organization because I knew I wanted to become a speaker. I wanted to be good in speaking. And my company enrolled me in a Dale Carnegie sales class to get good In sales, so the Toastmasters was a six-month commitment until I renewed for another six months and another six months. But my company paid for the entire year. The Dale Carnegie class—it was six weeks. Every single week in the Dale Carnegie class, we had a competition where people would vote for the best speaker. Every single class, I lost. Every week we would vote who would win. Every week I would lose. I went into Toastmasters. Every week, people voted for the best speaker. And every week, I didn't get the best speaker award. I didn't get the ribbon. You know, and just, it was proven to me that, you know, I'm going to continue losing. You know, that's what I'm known for. The last class for Dale Carnegie, was a graduation presentation. You know, it was a the presentation where you receive this big plaque saying that you won, you were the sales champion for... Dale Carnegie. And so there was 11 other people. The second youngest person was at least 10 years older than me or six or seven years older than me. I'm not sure, but I was by far the youngest person. And I told myself I was going to win the Dale Carnegie sales presentation award. I didn't care what I had to do. I practiced, practiced, practiced. I made up in my mind that I was going to win. I went in in there. My sister, who was my boss also at that time, she went in there as one of the audience members. All 12 people went, and we had to vote on who was going to be the winner. I was nervous. But in my head, I wanted to win, but I didn't think it was possible. But I, I gave it my best. And guess what? People voted for me as a Dale, Dale Carnegie sales presentation champion. I won that at 23 years old. At 23 years old, I won my first ever first place award. 23, I felt like a champion. I beat other people who were at least 10, 20, 30, 40 years more experienced than me. I felt like a winner. And in Toastmasters, I entered a speech competition in February. I was competing against four other people. I won that competition. I didn't just win the competition. Every single judge voted for me as first place out of five people. So I went on to the next speech competition, Toastmasters. That was out of 10 people. And I was the first one going. And I was kind of nervous because they say the first place, the person who goes first out of 10 people never win first place and guess what I won first place and I didn't just win first place. Every single judge that was there voted for me as a first place winner except one judge voted for me as a second place winner. So I was ecstatic, you know, three first place trophies I have won. That year I was for my fraternity, I was a Florida regional governor as an alumni where I oversaw seven fraternity fraternities in my region, in Florida region. I helped bring, we, we had a national convention in Tampa that year. I helped increase the attendance for the national convention. And we didn't have many Florida brothers uh, attending that year. And so I made a lot of calls and I hustled to make sure that we had more fraternity brothers coming in 10 that specific convention. In that convention, I won National Alumni of the Year Award. Out of the whole entire fraternity of thousands of people, I won a National Alumni of the Year Award. So that is four first place trophy awards in one single year. The first 23 and a half years of my life, I haven't won first place at all. At all. In sports, in school, whatever you want to call it. People never voted for me as number one winner at all. And I felt like a loser all throughout middle school, all throughout high school, because people just wouldn't vote me for first place, and I didn't have any talent. But like I said before, God gifted me with one talent, and that's hard work. Hard work and perseverance. I did not give up. So how do you get over this loser streak in when you feel like you don't have any talents and you never win in first place trophy awards? I, in high school, I had this loser mentality, quote unquote loser. By the way, I feel like no one here is a loser. Uh, consider yourself a loser. is the quickest way to lose. So how did I go from, you know, becoming this quote-unquote loser to winning four trophies, first place trophies in a single year in three different competitions? It's simple. First thing I did was I changed my mentality. Always, always, always in middle school, high school, college, I had this quote-unquote loser mentality that I was never good enough and that I would never win in life. And as soon as I switched that mentality that from I'm a loser in life to I'm going to do whatever it takes to win is when I started winning. That's the most important thing to do in school, to get better grades, to do better in your sports, to get a leadership position in your extracurricular activity or in the organizations you're leaving, to raise money for, um, to raise money for really for life, or to get certain volunteering positions, or to get into certain colleges. You need to have a winner's mentality. If you already put in your head that it's not going to work out, then more than likely it's not going to work out. You're already losing. If you have, A, it's 95% 95 chance it's not going to work out. If you have that mentality in your head, then you've already lost. You need to say, I'm, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make it work. I'm going to burn whatever bridge I need to burn to get there. And if you don't get there, as, as long as you gave it your best, that's all that matters. Number two is you need to do, you need to work hard and persevere no matter whether you win our first place trophy or not. I kept on working hard. And guess what? After I won four first place trophies after that, I didn't really win much in the next four years. I kept on continuously, quote unquote, losing, but I kept working hard and persevering. And now the teenage impact is slowly starting to build momentum and making an impact in our community. That wouldn't have happened if I had a loser mentality and I gave up because I didn't have any first place trophies for the next four years. I kept on going. You know, Michael Jordan, perfect example. Famous, uh, one of the best basketball players ever in the world. He got cut from his high school varsity basketball team in high school. He didn't make it to the championships for years and years and years. He kept on losing and losing and losing until he finally started to build momentum. But he kept on working hard. Disney, everyone's familiar with Disney. He, he's not around anymore, but he made Disney what it is. And when he was younger, people said that he lacked creativity. Oprah had a billion-dollar show, had her own TV n- network. She said that she didn't belong in the TV industry. So all these people are failing. So why are they winning? It's because they kept on going. And in fact... I kind of feel bad for people who continue to win because people continue to win, especially at an early age, get too comfortable in life. They get too comfortable. And so when they get, they get ahead, they get comfortable and relax a little bit. And when they relax a little bit, they let the losers who kept on losing in life are working their butt off to catch up to them. And so when, all, when all you know is losing, but you work hard, you build and you engrave this hard work mentality, you're going to do whatever it takes to win. And so even though that you keep on losing, you keep on working hard and you're slowly catching up to the winners who are comfortable in that comfortable spot. And eventually you're going to just surpass them. Look what happened to Tim Tebow. He he won the NCAA championship with University of Florida. He had the Heisman Trophy and he didn't really make it in the NFL. He got too comfortable. You know, when people get too comfortable, they get lazy. And when they get lazy, they stop winning. But when the losers keep on working hard and their goal is to win, and when they finally do win, they're going to continue winning because they have hard work engraved in them. So two things, easy. Switch your mentality from loser's mentality to winner's mentality. And number two, hard work and perseverance. And I believe if you keep those two things up, even though you're not winning right now, you're going to win later on in life. Trust me. It's the losers who are failing at everything, who are building this $100 million, multi-billion dollar companies. The people who thought they are going to be a failure are actually building successful companies. I want you to make a commitment right now while listening to this podcast. This is your call to action. This is my call to action to you. Is I want you to look yourself in the mirror if you're in your home or if you're driving or if you're going to school, wherever you are. When you get a chance, you know, take out your phone or look yourself in the mirror and just tell yourself, keep on repeating, I'm a winner. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. Keep on telling yourself that every single morning, every single night, until you actually believe it. It might seem a little bit crazy, but when you keep repeating yourself those affirmations, you're gonna engrave in your mind that you are a winner. And no matter what happens, you're always gonna have this winner mentality. Do this, and I guarantee you, it can change your life. I hope this episode really helped If you haven't done so, I have clicked a link in the description, the seven quick and easy ways to feel better about yourself. These are people that's in this funk and can't seem to get out of it. I've compiled these tips based off of the 25 interviews I have done and based off of my own life experience. So click in the link in the description and download your free seven quick and easy ways to feel better about yourself. And until next time, peace.